young man sits opposite me today. He's currently a student uh, in the University of Galway, native of Belclare, and he won a major award. He won the St. Gerald's College uh, 2021 Leaving Cert um, inaugural N17 Plaza Business Award as well. And Evan uh, Mulligan sits with me today. Evan, morning to you. Morning. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, today. Tell me a little bit about yourself. When did you do the Leaving Cert? I said the Leaving Cert last year. Um, I was... Um Really delighted to win this award. Um, it's a brilliant honour for me. You know, I've always been had a real interest in business, and I was really delighted to win this award. And um, you, what are you studying in University of Galway? I am currently studying um, commerce accounting, and really enjoying it so far. The life is brilliant in Galway. It's a great atmosphere in the college. And are you staying in town, or are you going home to Belclare? Commuting for first year, and hope to live in then the second year. Did you tell them that at home, did you? I did, yeah. It's a controversial subject. It shouldn't be controversial. They should be delighted to get rid of you. Um, (laughs) And give you your wings from there. So how did this come about and how did you hear about it first, Evan, can I ask you? So back in November, um, around the St. Jairus College website, it was posted and I was contacted about applying for this award. Um, There was an application process on the website where I had to answer a few questions about my contributions to school and the requirements included you had to sit the Leaving Cert last year and attain high results in business and or accounting mm-hmm. and you had to be studying a business uh, or a business related subject in third level education and was really delighted to win the award recently. And so you did very well, I'd say, in accounting. Yeah, the, the, I, in the business and accounting, yes. Business and accounting. So you're made to be an accountant, so you are. I think so. Yeah, and is accountancy in the family? It is, actually. My father is a is an accountant, actually, yes. So, so the apple doesn't far fall from the tree. No, it doesn't, no. Yeah. yeah. And he might say to you, I don't go into it, it's too... Or would he, would he, is he glad you've got into that field of business and accountancy? He is, yeah. Um, he's definitely someone who inspired me to... To that sector, all right. Mm. And um, yeah, it's definitely something I'd love to pursue in the future. It's a highly regulated and it's a fairly, it's a tough journey that you're on, but it's a highly regulated industry as well. It is, but like business and accounting were always my favourite subjects in school. And um, I'm like the modules we're doing so far in college are really enjoying them. So, mm. so this, this bursary indeed, or this award from the N17 Plaza, this is unique to St. Charlotte's. This has not been done anywhere else. Pat McDonough of uh, Supermax indeed presented the award to you. But this is exclusive to St. Charlotte's College in June. Yeah, it's just a new award. It's the inaugural year of the award. I was really thankful to Pat McDonough and the the school for choosing me for this award. Um, it's a brilliant honour and it's really going to give me confidence in my studies in the future. Mm. It is, but you know what? It's great to get such an award. It's such a such a young age. What age are you now? Just 19. Yeah. 19. You have the whole world ahead of you, so you have. Yes. Never mind even Belle Claire and coming to Galway next year. So you can go anywhere in a few years' time. And with accountancy, with some of the big firms, you can travel the world. So That's can. my plan, yeah. I'd love to get in with... Oh, there, there'll, be, there'll, be, they'll have the tissues out in Belle Claire now, so they will. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah. He's never coming home again. No. I don't know what to do. <laughs> don't want to see me again. But, I mean, the main objective of the award um, was just to entice... Uh, again, for you to get St. Charles Leaving Certificate students to explore the options open to them and to do best in their field, which you did. That's it, yeah. Just, it's really to promote business and accounting and I really think they're important subjects and for the future work, I think, 
we need mm. young people really interested in business. I think that's what this award is all about. So when was the presentation made, can I ask you? Uh, just, it was last um, last Friday in uh, morning in St. Jarvis College. I uh, met Pat McDonough and my former um, former principal, John Kelly, outside the St. Jarvis. That's where the presentation took place. And you got, what was it like being back in St. Jarvis? I was brilliant. Um, it was great times there. Really enjoyed my time there. Time flies like, yeah. for you, like, it just feels like I was in first year two minutes ago now. Now I'm in college, so. It's a big change, so, to go from secondary school to college. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but it's one I've really, really loved, I think. Um, I had a great time in St. Jarvis College, and they, they really do help you um, on that transition, I think, to towards your college life. Good on you. And, of course, now, now that we talk about it, parents might be listening to us. They might have a young person uh, doing the Leaving Cert in Jarvis this year, and they, they could be the next Evan. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so just yeah, look it up and see what you can do from there. Evan, keep up uh, the good work. You're a very tall young man. What what height are you? Uh, six foot seven. Now, I thought your man outside the window, John Morley, was tall, but you you, you, you dwarf him. I know. And to be honest, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't get up to your belly button. So. <laughs> and it's, does, does height run in the family too? It does. Um, well, mum is 5'11 and dad is 6'2", so... I was never going to be a jockey. As I say. <laughs> I'd say they prefer you to be an accountant. Though. <laughs> but uh, six seven is, is quite tall, so it is. Yeah, um, and did you play basketball? Play uh, rugby and football. Yeah, I played uh, rugby for St. Charles and playing for Chum and Corinthians now at the moment. So. Good on you. Good on you. Listen, you have a great career ahead of you. You're only a young man, but you have a great career ahead of you. Congratulations on what you've achieved so far. And uh, congratulations to the N17 Plaza Group as well, and the Plaza Group uh, for uh, sponsoring this award. Uh, Evan Mulligan, thanks for joining us. Are you going to go back to college now, or will you... Yeah, I have a lecture one, so... Oh, you have a long time to get there, Sheila. Ah, yeah, plenty of time. It won't take you long to walk if you're walking no. over. No. <laughs> thanks for joining us uh, today, Evan, and the best of luck to you and all the folks. And enjoy your time in college. It's a special time for all of you, so it is. Um, we're looking at St. Bridges Day next. It's 20 past 11. And yet to come on the programme, Pat Short and his daughter will be joining us in the studio. And they're coming to town as well, to the Galmont, in the very near future. So stay tuned. Pat and Faye Short join us in the studio. And they're coming to the Galmont on Saturday the 11th of Feb. And they'll be telling us all about that shortly. Galway Tones, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Hey, very good morning to you. Welcome in to today's programme. The comment lines are all open if you want to get through to us. Uh, today we would like to hear from you uh, on 091-770-077 and uh, also 53995. No, it's not 53995. I'm, t- I'm trying to find something here now. That's just a crutch word. Uh, 86 if you want to get in contact with us uh, today, uh, please do so. Now, just let me just close something here and reopen it again because I'm having a small little... It's me now. Nobody else. Uh, but we're looking at um, St. Bridget's Day and it's a very special day uh, for everybody uh, involved, so it is. And we'll be joined shortly by Jenny Bean, Christy Kniff and Fiona McDonough from Gort Arts Group as well. Uh, but I want to go to Christy while I load uh, Jenny on this one. But I want to go to Christy Kniff uh, first. Christy, good morning to you. Morning, Keith. Good to talk to you again, Christy. It's great to talk to you. <laughs> the significance of, of St. Bridget's Day, I mean, 
First off, I'm delighted that it's getting the notoriety that it deserves. Um, but from a historical point of view, it's uh, very important. Well, it is. Uh, like St. Bridget is, uh, is an unusual woman in, in so far as that she's both regarded as a Christian saint, but also is regarded as a, a pagan goddess. So she, if you like, she's a, a transition between the old pagan world, the old p- pagan belief system, and the, uh, the later um, Christian world. And of course, she's alive and well. You know, she really is a, um, a larger-than-life um, character. And of course, one of the things that she has to her credit is that uh, along with St. Patrick and St. Colin Kill, that she was also a patron or a patroness. Uh, she was one of our patron saints. So, you know, she really goes down in history that she was that strong a woman that uh, she was up there with, you know, within a male church, if you like, that she was up in that hierarchy, that she was one of the three patron saints of Ireland. It, it, again, when I was, we were talking about this yesterday, um, just after the programme, um, was she, from a religious point, was she from a pagan faith? Well, you see, this is the... Uh, <laughs> scholars uh, will, will, will differ on, 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 on this. Uh, you have to look at two different, possibly look at two different characters. And I suppose the Christianize, Christianizing of um, Bridget herself. Bridget, Bridget, as we know, was a, a pagan goddess. She was a, a pagan, uh, but she becomes Christian. So, in effect, what she was, she was, a, she was one of the old uh, pagan uh, deities, if you like, a, a pagan goddess. And uh, she, she, you know, she was a, a goddess of fire, and she, she looked after fertility and uh, the wealth of the land and the wealth of the people and that. So, from that perspective, she was a very important, almost like a mother goddess um, to early Irish society. But then, with the coming of Christianity, another person, maybe the same person, uh, becomes... St. Bridget, or somebody is fitted into that role that now becomes Bridget, the Christian saint. Uh, obviously, Christianity couldn't uh, uh, accept um, directly the, 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 the pagan goddess, but, but did in a fashion. She was so powerful and so important in Celtic tradition and Irish tradition that the saw fit to actually Christianize her, and she becomes one of our major uh, saints. And, of course, uh, today, St. Bridget's Day, uh, the first day of spring in bulk is uh, so important. And this is part of the, the, the tradition as well, where they actually take over uh, the old Christian feast day or the old Christian uh, um, day of celebration. And it becomes now a Christian feast day. So it's that sort of transition between uh, what we call the pagan world. And, and, and the sad thing is, I suppose, when we look back in history, because of the way our history was taught, we look at the pagan world as... Uh, you know, the, the old reference to pagans yeah, means yeah, that yeah. they weren't, uh, had no belief. They actually had a much deeper, a much, uh, uh, you know, much more reverence belief, but the belief was in the earth and was, in, you know, belief in fertility, uh, what's right with the world, how you put the world to right, whereas, um, you know, being brought up in the Christian world, we sort of use it as a dismissive term. We shouldn't be using it as a dis- dismissive term. It was actually a, a, a complete belief system, but a belief in, you know, through the goddesses and through the gods of that particular at uh, that time. What, what era are we looking at, um, Dr. Christie? Can I find well, this she's, she, she's more or less a contemporary of uh, Patrick, or just after Patrick's time. So you're talking about the 5th century. She comes, you, know, you, you get the saint at that stage, but the, the, the pre-Christian deity uh, could be there for millennia. She's certainly there for centuries. 
in, you know, prior to Christianity. So, you know, the, the celebration of uh, Imbolc and Saun and Lunas and all of the various, the, 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 the four, would be like the four uh, uh, quarters, the quarter days of the year, like they, they go right back into early Irish tradition. Uh, they were they were days that were marking. If you like, there the were calendar days. There were American specific uh, spaces in the year that um, um, you know like said this is the first of spring. So regardless, roughly the first day of spring, this was a very important day. This is when you start seeing the days getting longer. This is the day that you plan putting in your crops. They may not all go in yet, but at least this is the time that you consider all of that. The earth is warming. Uh, and of course, uh, the whole thing of fertility and the mother god- goddess linked back into that notion yeah. of, of 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 bridges. You know, she's actually part of that. She's part of the uh, the bringing on of the new harvest. She's part of the whole story behind the fertility um, cows coming in calf, uh, cows producing milk, milk producing butter. And when you listen to the legends of the Christian saint. The legends are all, if you like, imbued with these stories. Um, you know, she's she's an amazing she's an amazing character, and she's really an amazing character to have actually survived a male dominator's uh, church. Yeah, like she's a strong, and and of course she was. You know, and if you see uh, Bridget in art, in Christian art, we'll say in Irish Christian art, Bridget will be generally shown holding a crozier, the same as Patrick is shown holding a crozier, or he might have his patriarchal cross. So in effect, what they're saying, she was an abbess, but they're really giving her, the, if you like, the, the power of a bishop in that instance. Wow. She's that powerful a person. They uh, couldn't oppress her, I suppose, is what you really uh, should say. Which is great. And can I ask you, where, where is she buried, do we know? Oh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, I'm going to say that she's buried in Kildare, because I haven't done my homework on that bit, but, uh, you know, her great foundation was her church in Kildare, Kildara, um, and the legend that goes with it. So, you know, th- this is her church. This is her place where everybody, if you like, that, that pursues bridges uh, wishes to visit. Uh, and, of course, the, um, the, 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 there's even a modern bridge line um, devotion to her there with a modern well and the flame that's kept alive and this sort of thing. She was a goddess. Uh, of, of fire and that so there's a perpetual fire lighting in Kildare but uh, Kildare the cathedral in Kildare would have been um, we'd say her, her um, foundation back in the 5th century 5th 6th century and there's a wonderful legend with that where she she's Christianized herself her father is actually a pagan her mother was a slave so you have this you know this unusual sort of uh, family uh, set up. Not unusual for the period, but she herself goes to the King of Leinster. She's looking for some lands to be able to build, build a convent. And uh, being, I suppose, uh, a woman that possessed uh, powers at the time, she um, she pursued him. She tried to cajole him into giving her a bit of land, but he wasn't buying his initially. So she said that if he would give her enough land to give her a piece over which her, 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 if you like, her cloak would cover. She'd be happy with that. But she had four handmaids with her. And when he agrees to that, eventually he breaks and he agrees to that, the four ladies with her walk off in four different directions and they're able to stretch the garments. The brought Bridget, this, this wonderful cloak of St. Bridget, this cloak that was used to cure people, this cloak that was put out last night by people that believe in the whole Bridgetine story, they would have put a brought, oh, the brought Bridget uh, out on the hedge last night, um, uh, and 
take it in this morning, and that would uh, be used throughout the year then to hu- uh, for cures for cattle and cures for uh, humans and uh, for just bringing good, good, you know, good health to the family. To, to the house. So she was a she was a magical, powerful woman, uh, and, and, and of course we celebrate her in Galway. We have. We have a number of sites associated with Green which is very interesting. And I suppose one of the most important ones we have really is um, Loch Ray. Yeah. Insofar as Loch Ray actually promoted a cult to St. Bridget. And we know that because that little church, that little medieval church that sits on the hill as you go out the uh, Balanus Lower, Kilrika Road out of Loch Ray, uh, that area is known as Gary Bridger. That's it's right. on a, a, a rise. And Gary Bridger just means the garden or the the, the plot of land okay. on which this church dedicated to St. Bridget was built. Right. And across the road from that, you have St. Bridget's Well, which was used right up until the 20th century. Uh, it was actually modified and modernized in the 20th century. But um, it's a little well uh, dedicated to St. Bridget. And, of course, people would go to these wells for cures, for eye sores, uh, headaches, all sorts of stuff like this. But the other big thing, that was in Loch Ray, and this was uh, highly important, is that there was a shoe in Loch Ray, an actual metal shoe, shoe, a, a shrine. It's, it's actually a shoe shrine. It's hard to say for me, but uh, this metal shoe shrine, that's, uh, um, you know, it, it has a date on it of 1410. It says Loch Ray, Anno Domini, 1410, St. Brigida, Virgo, Kildarensis, Hibernia, Petrona. St. Bridget, the patron of, uh, of Kildare, and the shoe was dated to 1410, but in fact, it has been redated now to probably uh, the early 16th century. Probably repaired and modified into the 16th century. But this is actually in the National Museum. Good. And, uh, Christy, we the, could... The, 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 we... Um, it would have been in the uh, Abbey in Loch Ray um, for years, and in the 19th century, it was actually taken to the, the National Museum. So the Carmelites would have looked after that. And of course, the Carmelites also... Uh, had chaplains looking after Gary Bridges. So you can see that the Carmelites in Lockray that are there since the medieval period are promoting the cult of St. Bridges here, right in the heart of County Galway. Good stuff, Christy. You're, you're so learned. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, today. Dr. Christy Kniff there, heritage expert and archaeologist, uh, joining us on the line. I want to go to Jenny Beale, founder and director of Bridges Garden, which is um, very much a beautiful space altogether and they're having some celebrations uh, this uh, coming Sunday as well um, but uh, Jenny joins you on the line Jenny good morning to you good morning Thanks and for happy joining. Bridget's Day and listen and happy Bridget's Day back to you as well listen Bridget's Garden of course is a beautiful beautiful area but you're having a special event at the weekend we are yes and of course um, our uh, very interesting hearing your previous speaker because the four gardens here represent those four quarter days and the gardens are named after Bridget because she was both in her, as he said, his uh, goddess mode and in her saint. She was the bringer of life in the spring, the renewer of life. So this is the time when the spring starts and uh, Bridget wakes the land up again, which is lovely. And I suppose our concern, particularly in Bridget's garden, is how relevant that tradition is today. And the bit that speaks to us here very strongly is her connection with nature. 
Mm. You know, uh, connection with the oak tree, connection with the fire, connection uh, with the cattle, the magic cows, uh, and this renewal of life in the spring. And it, isn't it interesting if you think about it, we don't make our Bridget's crosses out of silver or gold. We make them out of rushes, and we all know how much farmers love rushes, you know. So they're the humblest little plants in the field, and that's what we make the Bridget's crosses out of. So, so it's a, it's a, if you engage with the traditions, you engage with nature. So that's what we're doing this weekend, Keith. Um, uh, isn't it great about the new bank holiday? So, Absolutely, but but you're doing it Sunday. So, you're running between two and five thirty. Um, yeah, we do on on Sunday afternoon, and that's a workshop which will have all sorts of different Bridget rituals, traditions, um, the broth, as we said, making crosses, songs, um, and stories of Bridget. That'll be a really lovely participatory event. And then on the on Monday we have workshops uh, at two and three on the bank holiday Monday for people to come and make crosses and little joke dolls and those uh, we're not charging for that but we are a charity so all donations are very welcome but people can come along and uh, the cafe and the gardens will be open if they want to avail of those as well. Sunday's so event. be a lovely celebratory afternoon. Sunday's event then are Sun there charges involved in that? So there is, and you just pre-book on Sunday online at bridgetsgarden.ie, um, but there's no booking required for Monday for the workshops at two or three. People can just turn up and enjoy making some of the traditional crosses and bridge jokes. All right. Listen, Jenny, thanks for joining us today. Jenny Beale, if you want to get further details, just go to Bridget's Garden. Let me go to Fiona McDonough, who joins me on the line uh, from uh, Gort Arts Group as well. Uh, Fiona, good morning to you. Uh, low failure breeds, you, Keith. I was too fain. It's, it's, I, I just I love the notoriety that she's getting. I really and truly do. Um, but I really and truly do. But you're having a special weekend as well. Uh, yes, Gort's Arts Group are a local arts group that are uh, celebrating the Bridget's weekend with a number of things. Actually, there's been a bit of a build-up, I suppose, going back a couple of, well, weeks and months, really. Um, just over the last few days, we had some Bridget's Crosses that were made by various groups within Gort, from the ITA to the Scouts to youth groups, imagine even teenagers and a knitting group and they all came together and various individuals and about 200 crosses were handed out locally to try and um, I suppose reintroduce to those that don't know perhaps the hanging of a Bridget's Cross over your door. Um, we also have uh, from today for the next two weeks there's um, an art exhibition which I suppose is more the arts group part directly is um, what we call Bridget's Windows so all the different shop fronts in Gort Town Centre will be or a number of them will be displaying different arts um, produced by local artists so there's photography there's sculpture there's some beautiful um, crochet work some paper mache some metal work uh, paintings um, all on and around the theme of Bridget um, and in the last couple of weeks some local national schools have also been coming together and they themselves uh, school kids have been doing some small patchworks that are being made into um, a cloak representing from each school and they also then will be coming together for our procession that's on this Saturday. So this Saturday we're marking a walk from the River Walk. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's oh, yeah, beautiful indeed. space. Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's stunning. Absolutely stunning. Um, and so the procession is coming from the River Walk area through the town 
and it's been led by a giant Bridges Cross that's somewhere around nine feet tall um, was made by a number of people last week and um, then all of or anybody and everybody is welcome to this procession um, but where some of the school kids will be coming along with their clothes okay. and anybody else that's been involved with the whole arts group and they're culminating and coming towards the square in Gort and there will be an illumination of the courthouse called Herself um, it's a uh, 12 local ladies that embody the energy of Bridget are being honoured on this illuminating of the courthouse. It's similar to her story that was in Galway last week, yes, yeah, but it's yeah. more of a local local one. And that's running from 6 to 7. On and Saturday. the lovely uh, Sullivan's Hotel are just on the street there with us, and uh, they're going to be offering complimentary hot chocolates to children. So each child must bring an adult, or each adult must bring a child. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Um, and we're going to have a theatre performance then at 8 o'clock in the Lady Gregory Hotel by the Romantic Ireland uh, Project, and they have a piece called The Goddess Bridget, and okay. tickets for that are on the door. And um, some of that, actually, proceeds will be going to the um, Biogas, concern group and then on Sunday the Wild Swans the local theatre group the Wild Swans will be having a performance called the Gold Gate in the Town Hall at 4pm um, and it's a wonderful beginning of Mark and Bridget in my humble opinion it's a blank canvas of a bank holiday and it has the potential to become anything so this is oh, our first tentative baby step so it's been quite a bit of a project in the working for a number of months ba- really Baby steps it is but Fiona McDonough you've done a lot so you have and enjoy the weekend further details can be had from Gord Art Groups as well Thank you to Fiona McDonough Christy Kniff and Jenny Peel for joining us there Pat Short is roaming around reception we'll find him next where will we find him, though? Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Well, the wonderful Pat Short joins me in the studio today because he's coming to Galway, and we told you this earlier, I'm going to be in the Galmont Hotel on Saturday the 11th of February. It's the father and daughter show, uh, which is quite unique. So it's Pat Morning to you. Good morning, Keith. Uh, Pat, it's a father and daughter show without the daughter this morning. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, to get around to the bed was a problem. <laughs> do you know you need a bit of space yourself as well? So at least we can talk now freely, so we can. We can, of course. Faye, the airways, we, we, yeah. we'll see you on the eleventh, Faye, and we'll, we'll ask you why you didn't show up today. Listen, it's uh, we've some tickets to give away, so do stay with us on this one as well. Congratulations to date. I said to you there off here, but you're great to keep going with the live shows because you're very busy from a film point of view and yeah. hopefully you're making a few bob there. Ah, listen, look, look I, it's great. I always think to mix it all up, Keith. You know, I've had a great couple of, I, I was going to say a great year just gone by, but it's kind of still rolling into it. You know, I mean, I, I between Banshees, of course, which everybody knows we're nominated to the Oscars and also very, very excited. We're nominated for the SAGs, which a lot of people wouldn't be aware of. The SAGs being this, the yeah. Screen Actress Guild of America. Wow. And it is the highest award of the highest because it's your peers voted by the actors. And it turns out this year, Banshees is the most nominated film ever in the history of the SAGs. Wow. And we're up for the highest award, which is and Ensemble ensemble cast, yeah, which means wow. everybody in the cast. Uh, and there's only 11 in the main cast, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's typical of Martin's type of work. Um, so everybody's up for an award for that. So that's very good. That'll be live on Netflix on the 26th of February, I think. Um, late at night so we're up against uh, oh, about four or five other films but I think uh, 
Hollywood Reporter and then we're tipping ourselves in one other film to be neck and neck. Why did it take off? And then I want to talk about your own show. Why did it take off so well? I mean, did you know when you were making it? Did you know on the production when you were on the island? Did you know th- this could be big? <clears throat> well, no, I mean, look, when you're doing any of Martin's work, you know it's going to be exciting. On I mean, stage or on TV? Absolutely, anywhere, yeah. no matter where it is. I mean, look at his films, his history, they've nearly all won Oscars uh, or been nominated. And uh, even down to his short, the very first film, Six Shooter, he did was, was uh, he won the Oscar for Best Director. All his theatre productions have won awards all over the place. Even when I did uh, Cripple of Finish Man on Broadway, we were uh, the most nominated show for the Tony Awards that year, uh, even though we didn't win anything, but that was a huge compliment in itself. So that's that's kind of just give you the background to Martin. Look at Drude and Galway, what, yeah, how many yeah. awards they've won, Tony's, yeah. and other, otherwise with Martin's work. So that was very exciting. It was also, I think, for me personally, what made this very exciting was it was closest to his theatre work. Yeah. Um, I think it was originally... Uh, written to be one of the trilogy or, or one of the first plays run of plays he was he did uh, that's my understanding of it and uh, he did decided just decided not to do it as a play and uh, thankfully he decided to do it as a film and I got involved uh, well look at you're involved uh, it strikes me and I know you since you used to come to the hilltop so that's a long yeah, that's long so time <laughs> that's a long that's 40 years ago you were very young, I see, at the time. Oh, God, I was only 18, yeah. Were you, yeah. Uh, were you standing just Yeah, out? yeah, yeah, 17, 18 around. Yeah, and you used to go around head putting the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but so I've known you that long. Does anything go to your head? No. The Oscars, I, well, the SAGs, just, you, would they? But it's all about enjoying the work I'm doing, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm, but I you're mean, down to earth. Yeah, but, but you, it's, look, it's it's about enjoying the work. I mean, I, I have to get the plug in for Warts and All, a, sh- a short film I shot in Galway. Yeah, yeah. We shot it there last year. And you had great success with it. And we won Best uh, best uh, Short in the Newport Beach Festival in Los Angeles with it. I was out there recently with it. And that was very, very exciting. And great for all the crew in Galway and, and everyone involved. Uh, and Lee Crowley, the producer. And where can one see Warts and All? Well, I t- that's the thing about Shorts. It, it was in the Galway Film Fla uh, last year. And that was the start of the success of it and uh, it'll it, it, the nature of shorts they tend to be in film festivals or you might occasionally see it on RT if to do around so that's some place it might pop up eventually we'll have to find yeah. it so we will <laughs> come back to work working with um, Faye your daughter and now she's talented in her right you're talented in yes. your right um, Pat and Faye short the show itself on the 11th of February what can they expect well I think uh, look it's as you said earlier on it's great working with family <laughs> He says that the knives are being sharpened. are not working here. <laughs> well, it, look, it, I mean, it they, is, it it is. anyone, look, there's loads of people out there working with family and uh, they'll tell you there's sparks fly at times and crank. And we try to incorporate that into the performance. Um, and more so, like, look, we do get on really, really well. And um, the two of us, there's no question of it. But uh, it, we try and pick on those moments when I used to embarrass her when she was younger. I didn't realise it. And she maintains I embarrass her, which I, I can't understand how that could happen. <laughs> Do you know? So, <laughs> we, we look at those so moments. Is uh, it a kind of a picture of your life since she was, you know... Through the eyes of two characters. Yeah, yeah who through, are, through, the, through the eyes of a daughter and a father. A father who are returning musicians after lockdown and, and getting back into the, the, the music scene. In so scripting this then, did you find it very personal? Uh, yeah, I, te- I think Faye would agree with, as well, the two of us, that it was very... We had to dig deep at times and kind of... Look, you have to be honest when you're doing anything. And you have to look at moments that, that are, are there. And it sometimes can be uncomfortable, but I think the best work will come out of it. 
But then you're really kind of exposing yourself. Now, it's, it's funny. It's I fun. think we do it in the eyes of these two characters to avoid. <laughs> we can always say it's somebody else. <laughs> and can I ask you, what about the rest of the time? What about your wife and other wives? They, they, they just don't go to the show. <laughs> <laughs> do, do they feature? Uh, no, they don't. They don't. No, it's very much about it. Look, this is it's the about these two kids. It's not about our families. It's about these two characters. And maybe a little bit of our own personal experiences brings it into it, which I think makes it... a makes it appealing to the audience or understanding to the audience you, know, you see it's a very unique production you know it's you and your daughter and she's qualified and, and, and a very eminent actress as well yeah. but like it's it's that collaboration does fascinate people people love to see pull open the curtains yeah. and have a look in <laughs> and see a bit of themselves maybe I, yeah. I, that's what it's about too in some ways yeah. that you can identify with what's going on and the characters that are there yeah. and how they behave but even with the with the Banshee Vinish, uh, Aaron, yeah. like the, the amount of people I spoke to, to say we'd a fella like that in our village, yeah. we'd a fella like that in our village, it, it kind of got an awful lot of people thinking. So your collaboration with Faye might get people thinking. Yeah, well, that's the, the simplicity of Martin's work. You know, it's that it's like anything, Keith. You know what they say when, like, when something looks simple, it's the hardest thing in the world to do. You know yeah. what I mean? And also, when it's 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 about portraying. Uh, uh, villages, people, environments. And that's what we do as well. We create these little worlds, uh, Seven Fay, this world where the people are. And we, we, cr the reason we picked the dad and daughter band combo duo is because they perform to the audience and then the audience become the performers that they're at as well as yeah. in involved in the performers that they're at. You know You're kind I mean? of going back to basics, really. Right? Yeah. Kind of bringing the audience. We, we make, we, we turn the venue into the theatre. Yeah. that the audience are, are, are at in, in and at if you understand what I'm saying yeah. and that's that the, the, we try and do it as seamlessly as possible and that, that's how we when we go through the audience we know everybody Yeah, you know yeah, we, yeah. we create the characters give people names that we've and we don't you know it's like always we, we enjoy performing with them mm. so where can they get tickets uh, for the event well www.patshort.com is where all the tickets are um, you'll find the tickets there or turn up on the night. Um, but www.patshort.com, tickets available there for all the shows. Now, you didn't get into trouble over that, did you? Which? That you didn't have www.pat slash fayshort.com. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting too complicated, Keith. <laughs> You're taking, he's, taking, he's taking ownership of it, right? And I'm not even mentioned on the website, so I'm not. No, she's there. well mentioned on it, don't worry. <laughs> Um, listen, we look forward to seeing you on the 11th. So you brought some tickets. So if you want to win some yes. tickets, um, all you have to do is go to 086 or text us to 086 38 33 Do so straight away and we can get you... Um, uh, you, you could win a, a couple of pairs of tickets indeed uh, to go to that. Have you much more on now? Are you, are you doing more film? I know you yeah, can't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting a new film next... I think it's next week, the 13th of February. Uh, we starting uh, up the north of Ireland yeah. and uh, still touring and then uh, doing a TV show for RT then in uh, in around May June June yeah so so the tour is running up to May uh, around May time and then uh, I'm off on another project and then back doing a TV show in June and we're back working on writing some new material for a new show for next year and will you get to go to LA for the Oscars or have you had enough no, of that? They're, they're <laughs> no, I haven't looked for tickets or anything like that. I mean, look, we're supporting cast. They're the main cast. While, while best, if we get best film, that's everybody involved, of course. Um, uh, no, it's just exciting to be part of the team, be part of the whole thing. And will you wait up to see them that way? Oh, God, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I set up for the Golden Globes. Very, very exciting. 
I made the mistake of watching Twitter on my phone, though, Keith. <gasps> and uh, should they announced a few things on the phone quicker than they did on the TV. <laughs> I just, I found the Globes when I watched them and I lo- looked, I found them very emotional. I really, and I, I'll find the Oscars emotional as well because yeah. it's so much work has gone into it. Yeah. It's a huge, huge journey, huge project. Um, so it is, yeah, for everyone. But it's great to see in the BAFTAs actually that there there will be as late. But to see the likes of uh, Emer and Emer Downing on costumes, and people like that in yeah. in, in uh, the Banshees getting nominated because it literally was a perfect storm of a film between cast, crew, yeah. designers, everybody, and construction guys, and and the locals up there in Ackle and on Inish more. You know, it was it's fantastic. I know it was. It's one of my favorite films, I think, of all time at this stage, and I really. I watched it so many times at this stage. Yeah. And I still love, I still get it. And America loves it. And I've spoken to Americans that have seen it and they love it. Yeah. And they're coming in their droves, Pat. I know. should be getting commission for every (laughs) flight that comes in to Shannon and Dublin Airport. Could you put that into your next film It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. I mean, a lot lot of people weren't fully aware of Ackle Island. You know, I don't know so much, the Iron Islands probably are well there, but... uh, that's why I'm getting calls from London and from England and America telling me, look, this place, the Ackle Island, is incredible, you know. Yeah. Now, the only thing is, if they go to the Iron Islands, um, the, the structure in question is no longer there. Which, the... The, 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 the house. Oh, the house, yes. That's gone. That, Everything's that was, gone. Everything's gone, yeah. My pub is gone. <laughs> that's the second pub I lost. <laughs> and Porrick Brannock had nothing got to do with no. it. <laughs> Listen, Bridget Welby of Cumber and Tomb is one of the people heading off uh, down uh, to see on the 11th. If you want to get further details, www.patshort.com if you want to get further details. Pat, pop in any time you're passing. Lovely I'm going to start you. looking for the warts and all. I want to see that production we, made in Goldberg. We're going to figure that one out we, soon. We'll get you a, and, a view of it. Uh, we'll figure it out from there. That's it for today. I'm running late and it's all his fault. But see, I get a dispensation because he's going to give me a note to say you can run over if you want. <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining us again. They're going to be the Galmont on the 11th, Saturday the 11th. And uh, get your tickets again from www.patshort.com or go along on the night and play on the door as well. Uh, we'll be looking at a number of issues. The Ring Road, Dr. Brian Caulfield joins us uh, tomorrow on the programme. Ray Farrell joins us uh, tomorrow on the programme also. Uh, we're going to Lawrenceton and Woodford because they won uh, a prize indeed in the National Pride of Place Awards. Uh, tomorrow also we'll be speaking about GTC and also we'll also be looking and uh, that's the Galway Triathlon Club we'll be looking at that uh, tomorrow that and business and much more tomorrow between 9am and 12 noon from yours truly Keith Finnegan John Morley who produced Siobhan took your comments until tomorrow just after the 9 o'clock news have a good and a safe Wednesday bye bye now Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in-store and online at tesco.ie.